welcome to the Hadassah Collective podcast. I'm your host, Claire Marinan. The Hadassah Collective is a unique wellness-centered community created in and inspired by India, the birthplace of holistic health disciplines. The Hadassah Collective podcast brings together a carefully curated selection of my most trusted and inspiring innovators from every area of the health and wellness space. I invite my guests to freely share their gifts, their wisdom, their journeys, and their diverse points of view, discussing a vast range of topics, including shutdown and self-isolation strategies, integrated diet and fitness, yogic science, modern mental health, and holistic lifestyle, all to inspire you with relatable tools to help you consciously customize, support, and expand your life. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Sonia Kiran Punjabi, the founder of Illuminations World. In this episode, we discuss Sonia's personal spiritual journey and the healing modalities that have supported her entrepreneurial path. Sonia is the perfect balance of someone who leads her business from her spirit and soul without rejecting her business mind. I hope this episode encourages you and inspires you. Hi, Sonia. Welcome to the Hadassah Collective. It's so lovely to have you on today. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Thank you so much for having me, Claire. Amazing. So why don't we get started? And um, if you can just give us a little bit of information about um, who you are and what you do and where in the world you are at the moment. So in three-dimensional terms, um, I am the founder of Illuminations Wellbeing Center, which is located in the UAE. So I'm currently in Dubai right now. Um, and uh, um, basically, um, like what I do at Illuminations is provide services related to holistic healing, mental well-being, and personal growth. Um, since 2006, spirituality, healing, and entrepreneurship um, have been the focal points of my life and areas I've been extremely passionate about. Um, before I started to, um, like Illumination Centers, I had my own private setup where I was helping people on the level of the mind, body, and energy through holistic healing practices, such as hypnotherapy and energy healing, breathwork, mindfulness. So I'm a trained clinical hypnotherapist by profession and a holistic healer. So I mainly teach now in groups. And um, in more recent times, I'm focused more on the operational side of running illuminations. Uh, we currently own and operate three branches in the UAE. So I'm always looking for new ideas, concepts, and unique ways to reach out to people because at the end of the day, you know, my goal is to help people live more happier, healthier, and purposeful way of life. So, <laughs> yeah, amazing, amazing. And um, yeah, I had a look at some of your list of services um, at Illuminations, and I think it's such an interesting concept. It's one that I haven't seen actually that often. And it's like bridging the gap between one on one coaching and um, you know, and traditional therapy, I think, and bringing it into that group a group um, setting right, and making right, it really accessible. Right, so I think it's right. a fantastic concept. Yeah, so actually we, we, we wanted to, you know, so we didn't want to be another yoga and a meditation studio, and we didn't want to yeah. be a psychological-based clinic uh, because a lot of people don't want to recognize that they have issues, right? So when you go to a clinic, yeah. you automatically think you're a patient and something's wrong with you. So we kind of wanted to bridge the gap between the two and create a platform um, where people can focus on a journey of self-discovery. And of course, we combine the best of Western approaches such as psychology, cognitive behavioral therapy, but we also have a unique blend of uh, focusing on more sacred healing arts like meditation, uh, breath work, mindfulness. And so... Uh, providing that combination to people was, an, I mean, was really interesting, especially um, in a place like the UAE, 
which was previously non-existent, you know? And I think that's where a lot of people could come into a space without feeling threatened and, um, you know, feel safe and nurtured enough to focus on their personal growth. And, and that's precisely what our point was. Yeah, amazing. I think it's fantastic. It's such a great concept because you're right. A lot of people do... Um, they don't want to recognize that they have issues or they think it's like crossing a line into a space that, um, you know, they're admitting that there is something wrong with them. Whereas it's, um, you know, just like you go and work out at the gym, um, you know, you need to work on these aspects of yourself too. So I think that's great. And on a personal level, how did you um, get started on this path with hypnotherapy? Wow, well, that's an interesting journey. Um, so, you know, as they say, um, like the universe sometimes has shaken you to awaken you and that's a line I love using but basically you know I think painful experiences push us to grow um, they wake us up to our destiny our calling our potential and um, my awakening um, you know happened in you know when I was 19 years old a friend of mine had passed away in a car accident um, he was one of my best friends in London at the time and I was really struggling to come to terms with this loss it made me realize how unpredictable um, life is and like how temporary it is and how much we, time we waste worrying, stressing, fearing and fighting. And within seconds, your life can just be taken away from you. And that realization came to me at the age of 19. And it led me to like an existential crisis where I began asking myself, like, who are we? You know, why are we here? What is the purpose of our life when you know, we hold on to things so dearly and within seconds they can be taken away from us. And so that quest um, or that question led me to like, you know, um, search for answers on the meaning of life. What happens to the soul? What happens to us when we die? And what is the purpose of it all? You know, and um, that led me to India, obviously, uh, given it's the land of spirituality and mysticism. And um, I met a lot of teachers who inspired me, they taught me about quantum physics, about mind sciences, um, which, is root, like, which is rooted in ancient spiritual practices, but it also helps us, you know, really expand the boundaries of our mind, our emotions, and, you know, help us understand why we're really here. And through an introduction into meditation, hypnotherapy, and all these different modalities, um, I experienced that, you know, when you start to focus on changing what's going on within you, you have the power to change what's going on around you. And, um, you know, we have such a short time on this earth and we really never know when our time is up and we want to make sure that we're living our best life. And the only way to do that is to live more consciously by making more conscious thoughts um, that can have an overall lasting impact on our health, career and relationships. And so that's why I created Illuminations, because it gives people the space and opportunity to reconnect with their inner self and just do what really makes their soul happy. You know, so beautiful. And what about your early years, your early childhood years? What did that look like? Where did you grow up? And um, was there any of this influence in your in your life in your early years? Well, now that I look at, you know, and I introspect, actually, yes. Uh, so I grew up in Seoul, South Korea. Um, I've lived there for 17 years. I've lived in Asia. So once an Asian, always an Asian. I studied in the UK and I've been living in Dubai since 2005, 2006. Um, in terms of early years, I would say that I've always been interested in spirituality, coincidences, miracles, and really understanding the universe and the unknown, you know? And so when I was younger, my mom would send me to these weekend spiritual classes. Like literally every Saturday morning, I'd have to go to these 
spiritual classes where we learn about different saints and mantras and chanting and masters. And so now that I look back, I'm like, maybe that, you know, was the first awareness that I actually had, which sowed the seed, you know, which would then, you know, blossom into something else many years later. So that was really interesting because I don't know too many kids who actually did that at the time. But uh, growing up, you know, I've been reading books on like small miracles and chicken soup for the souls. And I used to read the whole series as a child, you know, and it was just a more understanding about, you know, love and understanding about how to operate from space of love and you know and 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 then in college I ended up doing two art projects on spirituality and karma but at the time I didn't really think much of it because it was just an interest but not a way of life yeah and it was only when you know like when like when my best friend actually passed away in London it gave you know a friend of mine gave me this book called many lies many masters um, by Dr. Brian Weiss and that really you know helped me to understand that there's so much more than what we see hear, taste smell and there's so much more to life than that. And, and, you know, and that fascinated me and it provided me with a lot of peace. Um, and, and that's really when my journey began, really. Amazing. Yeah, I totally relate to that. I totally relate. And um, it's interesting when you go back and you, um, you can trace these things back and see how they've led you to where, to where you are now, um, when they really meant nothing to you at the beginning, at the time. And um, so... Talking about, um, you know, rock bottom moments, dark nights of the soul, um, apart from the time when your friend passed away, are there any more recent times that you've had moments like this? And um, what sort of modalities and practices have you used to support yourself through that and to navigate out of that? Yeah, uh, so, I mean, like the second um, probably most difficult time in my life was in 2012 when my father passed away. Yeah. Um, being the youngest in my family and the first one to do my own thing, you know, all my f- friends and family, um, like they perceive me to be really strong, t- detached and, you know, extremely like, um, like you're resilient. But seeing my father suffer for three months in the hospital in the ICU and that feeling of helplessness, knowing that he's going to die and it's just a matter of time and there's nothing no one can do about it. And I think that really broke me. Uh, you know, we'd get calls from the hospital every time his health would uh, deteriorate. And then the next day we'd be hopeful because, it's, you know, um, like his health would improve. And that constant roller coaster of emotions and anxiety really affected me. But uh, it was also the time I was opening illuminations up. And it was early years of work as well. And I would sit in the hospital and work for hours whilst experiencing all of this. And I remember on the hospital, like in the last days, you know, like um, like I think it was one night before he passed away. I had this dream and I was crying and he was consoling me and, you know, just as his usual self. And he told me, you know, that my time is up and I'm really happy to go. So please don't cry. And suddenly I woke up and I knew that that was the day he was going. And so, you know, when I saw him taking his last breath and suddenly the doctor announces time of death and, you know, it was just in the evening time and you're just like, I just lost my father. And I was in a complete state of shock. So for me, that would probably be the most difficult day of my life because It was not just about that, but the aftermath of everything that happened. Um, So when I walked out of the hospital, you know, I saw the world continue as it is. Children playing, traffic was bumper to bumper, people rushing in and out. And I was just thinking, you know, the world will continue just as it is, with or without us. And we are all heading to the same destination. It's simply a matter of time. And we are temporary residents on this earth. And, um, you know, whilst we are in this world, we're not of it. And that was another second wake up call and a reminder, you know, that this is the 
only truth of life and everything else is just you know drama you know yes drama of the ego about you know work and then career and you know i'm somebody who values work so much like for those who know me i sacrifice so much and i spend so much time working but you know in recent years it's made me realize that at the end of the day it's just about being in the moment and you know having the inner peace and like remaining in that present moment and just realizing who you really are every day you know and my meditation practice is just a reminder that you know you are not your job you are not your relationships you are not your family you are not your body because the person you saw like 10 years ago in the mirror was not the same person you see today so who really are you and you know that is one question that i encourage people to ask themselves every single day because when these things happen you know when life wakes us up through these challenging times when we lose something that is when people start to really struggle and whilst you know we are human beings and pain is inevitable right as part of the human experience but you know when we don't re- remind ourselves of this truth of life this pain can lead to suffering you know and it taken it, it can take us down to the depths of our own you know black hole which i think um you know which we probably wouldn't be in if we had this daily awareness you yeah. know this daily spiritual reminder of who we really are yeah absolutely so. and i think um that's why it's so important to have that daily practice because you know life is always going to happen to us like that's not going to stop but it's really um our ability to bounce back and come back to that centeredness of knowing who we are and and allowing life to work for us instead of just happening to us i think that that's a great perspective and um so tell me what are your what is one of your greatest successes and um what have you learned from it my greatest successes um well you know uh i guess one of my greatest successes um has been uh my journey as an entrepreneur i would say i would uh, and and you know and not because of whatever i've achieved or i haven't achieved it's not really about you know what's going on outside that's what people see right but it's about how it's helped me grow both personally and professionally you know we all know that entrepreneurship has its own fairs of shares of ups and downs everything is happening on a daily basis you know and it's not always on the rosy side right you're going to have to deal with different things and it's about you know the ability to have managed it um you know uh, you know so my whole goal was to bring you know this awareness on the power of the self mind and consciousness um like to people here in dubai and help people focus on a journey of personal evolution as a key to lasting happiness so in a place like dubai where consumerism was you know was at its peak and you know there was little or no opportunity for people to take the time out and reflect on who they really are and what they really want and what actually makes them happy and so um i felt one of my greatest successes on the external was to build a safe and nurturing platform where people can learn to live happier and healthier but again like i said it's not so much about the external that's that's just one aspect of it but it's about like my ability to be resilient no matter the ups and downs and there've been as many downs as there've been ups um to remain passionate about this work uh to be consistent and focused and of course grounded because no matter how much you achieve in life if you have no grounding you know that's when you know like i mean like the higher you fly the more grounded you be like one needs to be and i think illuminations really teaches me that every day because it's built on a lot of you know hard work and um and so i don't take these things for granted you know and it's taught me 
you know, how to balance between the external and the internal. Like, like when a lot of people look at spirituality, you know, they think that you have to go to the ashram or you have to give up your desires yeah. or you have yeah. to just go within yourself and go to extremes. I don't believe in that. I believe that your own route to your own divinity lies within yourself. All your gurus, teachers, mentors and platforms are simply just like your awareness to help you on the path to, to discovering who you truly are. And so I feel like I've not given up. I think I'm extremely ambitious, but I'm consciously ambitious. You know, I'm not going to give up my health or try to run after things which are not meant for me. And, you know, just really focus on making more conscious choices as a leader in business, you know? And I think creating that fine balance between the masculine and the feminine is, you know, it's yeah. kind of where I feel that after 12 years that, you know, of being in this work has really taught me. So I think that's my greatest success more than anything else. Like I'm like, for me, spirituality is not so much about, you know, completely changing everything in your life, but it's more subtle awareness that you can do everything you're doing. You can go party in Mykonos. You can, yeah. you know, have all yeah. the experiences of life, but it's a more subtle awareness that's so intimate and that's so personal within oneself, you know? So people talk about full moon meditation and cacao ceremonies and all of these things. And, it, and it's amazing. Like these are platforms and they're, and they're fun and they're exciting and it all provides new awareness. But it's just a subtle understanding that everything else is ego, you know? You are just purely consciousness, um, you know? Um, like in motion. And it's about really tapping into understanding that whilst you are in this world, you are not of it, you know? And if you can do that, you can enjoy your success. And you can actually live life to, you know, I mean, like it's optimum because you are here to have the human experiences. You're here to have relationships. You're ha like, you're here to have crazy experiences. You're here to travel the world. You're here to achieve, I mean, all the abundance, be it financial and everything. So I was, you know, I always want to promote spirituality to be like that, you know, and not, and not something that you have to just, you know, give up. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's more about being inclusive, you know, rather than trying to eliminate things in life. So that's that's my whole take. Yeah, absolutely. So, and it is um, a, a lot of times it is sort of painted as you're, what you're going to have to give up, what you're going to have to let go of. And when actually yeah. we're here also on this amazing planet to have incredible experiences and they expand you as much, um, you know, it, as as some of the things that we have to discipline within ourselves to, to get rid of or to eliminate or to hone, um, you know, to be able to have those really joyful experiences are also expansive experiences for us. Yeah, and it also feels nice, you know, when you walk into a nightclub and you meet someone that you don't know and they say, oh, like, you know, and then you talk about illuminations and they're like, oh, illuminations has changed my life, you know? And of course we could call it the ego, but I mean, I mean, like that does feel very good for me. I, you know, like I won't lie. And you know, it's like, it's nice to be able to contribute to someone's life and feel like I've done something better. So on that level as well, you know, that is my greatest success when I see that happening, you know, like, so, so, you know, like it's nice to meet people and, you know, like hear that once in a while. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that is, that is something that it, that is incredible because that was your original goal was to be able to share these practices in a way that related to people. So, so to have people come back to you and say, you know what, I did tap into that. I, I totally got on board with your energy with that. And that's amazing alignment. So yeah, definitely. And the entrepreneur's journey, I think, is actually really interesting and can very much run parallel to this spiritual journey and this spiritual evolution of sort of expanding beyond your boundaries and beyond what you believed possible and beyond glass ceilings that you maybe didn't even know you had. And so 
I mean, one of the, my most favorite practices I, that we've shared I, is um, A Course in Miracles. Oh, and yes, one of the, one, yeah, it's amazing. And so one of the things in there that really sort of shifted me was, um, I'm probably going to butcher this quote, actually, but it's basically that our purpose on earth, our function is to forgive the world that I perceive. And so the way that I see that is that it, I found that so freeing because that was like my one focus and whatever comes up is there for me to shape me, whether it be good or bad or uncomfortable or whatever, whatever is in my perception in that moment is the resistance that I'm ready to move past and move through and work on. So, you know, when we tend to like I mean, as you rightly said, when we tend to like label or judge our experiences as positive and negative, you know, I mean, there are days I wake up and everything's going well and we just signed a new deal and then I'm just like, you know, oh, I'm so happy today and, you know, it's world domination. And then the next day something else happens and, you know, it's just like the universe's way of reminding you that, you know, don't get too attached to anything because the next day can be different, you know. And, and you know, it's, you know, so people see the glamour of, you know, like running wellness centers and, you know, going to the U.S. and starting something online and doing all of this but people don't see that there's a lot of ups and downs that come along with that so what kind of um, you know what has really stood out to me uh, see I think you know when I first started the business um, I was like much younger I was what 23 or 24 years old or 25 around the time and so you know you like you're young you're you know you're excited and and so I think when I opened my first center um, you know it, you know, like we did well from day one, you know, in six months, we had a return on our investment, people were coming in, we had traffic of people like and, and like everybody was talking about in some of your major influences in your life, whether in your personal life or different teachers or known figures in the wellness uh, space. So the one person who I regard as my mentor is uh, Dr. Yuvraj Kapadia. So when I first got into spirituality or when I was given that book by Dr. Brian Weiss called Many Lives, Many Masters, it was all about hypnotherapy and uh, regression therapy. And, um, and yeah, because it sparked my interest, um, I Googled that when I went to India and I met Dr. Yuvraj, who's a well-known um, like, and renowned hypnotherapist. And he was the first person who introduced me to the power of the subconscious mind. And in my first hypnotherapy session, it was actually that I caught a glimpse of my soul. You know, I entered a deep state of like a meditation experience. And, you know, he was probably the first person who introduced me to the world of uh, spirituality um, in terms of helping me understand that we don't get what we consciously desire. We get what we subconsciously represent. And uh, through hypnotherapy, I was able to explore a lot of my own issues from childhood by working on my inner children, working on like energy healing modalities, really understanding where my thoughts, emotions and beliefs were coming from. And at the end of the day, a lot of the triggers or conflicts that we have in our everyday life are stored in our subconscious space that's coming from the past. And so Dr. Yuvraj really helped me to understand this in a more grounded approach, which was very logical, practical, and very easy to apply. Um, and that's why, you know, he explained to me that we operate on four levels of existence, how we, you know, how everything in life starts with a thought, how thought, how thoughts generate emotions, how emotions affect your energies and then eventually your reality. And if we work on all these four levels of existence, we can see a complete change in our life. And if you change things that's going on, you know, I mean, like around you, you can find that change within you. And this was way back in 2006 when the law of attraction, spirituality wasn't as, 
you know, common as it is today. And so I brought, you know, I was so inspired by his teachings that I brought him down to Dubai uh, to conduct his first talk and seminars and workshops and stuff. And it was like, you know, we, you know, we all have the hope and aspiration to become the best version of ourselves. And so when I would talk to this about, um, I mean, talk about healing and spirituality to friends and family and people around me, everybody was so interested to learn more. And his, all his were like workshops were completely full. And we got such a great response. And I was just doing this as a hobby. I wasn't even looking at it as a career. But he was the first yeah. person who encouraged me and said, you know, Sonia, you're so good at this, you know, and you're so passionate about this. Why don't you do this as a career? And at the time, my father thought I was crazy because he's like, I spent so much money on your education in London and now you're going to go become a quack. And uh, he was really angry with me. But Yuraj really encouraged me and... And one day in the shower, I came up with the word illuminations and, you know, everything changed from there. And once, um, like once I was introduced to him, I'd have like people from all over the world call me up and say, oh, I, you know, like I hear you organize holistic healing events. And, you know, I'm just like, yeah, sure, of course. And then I said, if you want to come down, I'll, you know, I mean, like I'll experience what you have to offer. And if I like it, you know, like I'll promote it to people I know. So and that's kind of how it started very organically. And from there, we decided to have more talks, more workshops. And then I trained to become a therapist. Um, and, and then I trained to become a teacher after that as well. And for somebody, you know, who could not speak to a person on the phone, I was so shy, you know. And today I'm giving seminars, you know, like to hundreds of people. So he has a huge role to play in that for me. So he would be my first mentor. But apart from that, you know, after Yuvraj, um, I explored the teachings of uh, Kriya Yoga through... Uh, Paramahansa Yogananda's book, um, like the autobiography of a yogi um, with Eckhart Tolle, and in more recent times, um, like, um, like with um, like the Untethered Soul, um, yeah, by Michael A. Singer. So there have been a lot of different like mentors in my life, but I would consider Yuvraj to be the first, as well as Osho. You know, I'm a huge fan of Osho. Um, I loved his teachings. I went to his ashram, like right when I got into all this work, and you know, his awareness and his knowledge really helped me transform and just move out of my box. You know, I was so conservative. I had such rigid ways of living and what I thought was right and wrong. And with Osho, he just broke all those boundaries for me. And I know a lot of people, you know, talk about him, you know, in not a very positive light. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all human beings and we all have dark and light within us. And if we choose to see only the darkness, you know, that's all we're going to see. But I believe that he had so much to offer the world and he was way ahead of his time. But unfortunately, towards the end, his darkness might have got um, like the better of him. And, you know, just as it sometimes happens. But what I mean, the value that he had to provide to people and his knowledge is what we talk about now, you know. And so I think he was also a huge pioneer in his field at the time. So I've had many teachers um, but I don't really believe in one school of thought or one guru or one way of life. You know, I believe as we constantly evolve, you know, like, I mean, I guess we have awareness that kind of comes our way through books, through teachers, through workshops. And, you know, can, you know and now that I'm in the field of wellness and I have to hire practitioners on a daily basis, I get to experience everyone's perspective. And each individual is so unique in their approach to spirituality, healing and meditation 
that I have the privilege to always constantly explore different ways of learning more about myself. So I think that's, that's been a very interesting experience. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. And yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that we are, we have shifted into a new age as well in terms of spirituality. There's been a huge awakening in the last 10 years, I would say. Um, definitely like really rapid awakening. And um, I think it's really also about um, self-actualization and self-awareness. And also with that comes self-responsibility and that ability to be able to realize what is coming your way and see what resonates with you and be able to curate those practices for yourself in a way that serves you. And I think that that's, um, you know, that's really the, the space that we're moving into. I think the age of the guru, where we look to one person to follow and do everything that they say and follow their their road I think that we've shifted out of that because I think in in a way as well it's sort of we can use Osho as a great example of this actually is that when we look for divinity in another human being um, you know I think that that sets us up for it sets us up for disaster really because um, at the end of the day these people are human and like I'm a, practice, a practitioner of um, kundalini yoga and obviously Yogi Bhajan has had some scandals in the last couple of years come out about him and um, I also grew up in the church so I've seen this you know fall for pastors fall from grace many times and you know I think what we tend to do as a society is we then you know, we're disappointed in the, the way that these people have behaved and not justifying the way their behaviors, but we forget that they're, they're human and they're capable of having these failures because we've put them so high up and so anointed them so highly, right? And so I think um, that, that that's um, a dangerous position to be in because they're always going to let us down. And do we, do we then throw out the teachings that were, you know, that were really um, inspired um, because we're disappointed in the way they've behaved. How do you sort of separate that in your own personal life? Uh, so basically, you know, um, I mean, like I was telling you, this whole concept about special relationships, you know, when you put a person on a pedestal and you attach so much value to them, it's also a reflection of your own lack of self-worth because you're looking at something outside of you to complete you. And when that special relationship does not meet your needs or your expectations, then that person becomes averse to you because they fall in your eyes and then you start to label or judge them. But the whole intention yeah. of seeking uh, for that glory or for that wisdom or for that peace from something outside of you, it never really exists, you know? And so because we live in a human world of duality, people have their light side and their dark side. And the moment we see their darkness, we automatically, they fall from our sky and 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 that's when you know we need to really like look at relationships from a non-neutral perspective you know that we all have the light in us and we all have the dark in us and it's about what you choose to see like you cannot kill darkness with darkness right so it's about really accepting people for what they are you know and all parts of them and that acceptance comes can only come when you learn to accept yourself first you know, because we also have a dark side within us and we always want to run away from what doesn't make us feel good and what runs towards what makes us feel good. But it's about really embracing all of it or, you know, are they, I mean, like as they call the shadow self, you know, and it's and once we embrace both aspects of our being, we can then learn to accept things about other people as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Shadow work is one of my favorite 
practices actually i found so much um yeah liberation from that i think it's fantastic there's a book called the dark side of the light chases yeah yeah i loved yeah debbie ford's book i think that she's kind of the queen of the shadow shadow self um and so speaking of books and resources are there any particular resources that you would recommend to our listeners um that you find you found particularly useful on your journey any books any podcasts that you listen to um any youtube people that you follow um, so the Untethered Soul by um, like Michael A. Singer and the Surrender Experiment because I'm currently on a journey of surrendering uh, and flowing rather than controlling <laughs> and so um, like Michael Singer has been an absolute profound um, author and teacher in my life where he talks about being in the present moment and the voice inside your head and he talks about how you are not the voice, you're the one that hears it. And in my meditation experience, you know, when I have this constant mental chatter, which is coming from either from past experiences, from what I need to do, from what I'm going to do today, um, I just remind myself that these are just the ego-based mental chatter and then all that matters is being in the here and now. And then when I remind myself that you are not the voice, you are the one who hears it, it's the witness of what's going on. And when you can become a witness to your own life, that is when you're not participating in your drama, but witnessing it and operating more neutrally out of a response rather than a reaction to life, right? And, yeah. and it really helps you to, or helps me rather to be a more conscious leader. You know, when, when my team, they don't behave in the way I want them to, you know, like, I mean, like what used to happen earlier is I used to get triggered and then I used to react and that reaction would create a whole load of other issues, right? But when I take a step back and really learn to respond by, you know, just remaining with myself for a few, you know, like for a few minutes, that's really, really empowered me both in my personal and professional life. Uh, so in terms of meditation, Michael Singer, uh, with Alan Cohen, because I don't have too much time to, you know, work on the course of um, like Miracle's workbook, but he makes it really easy by talking about it and providing the basic tools and concepts. So Alan Cohen has been a recent, um, you know, um, like author, which I've been reading. Um, like, but at the end of the day, I love reading on Audible or hearing uh, these books on Audible. So when I'm going for a walk or at night, I always listen to these, like, you know, I mean, I guess anything that anyone recommends. Uh, in terms of entrepreneurship, I really love the work from Mind Valley. I think Mind Valley has some great entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, and I think they provide a lot of value. Um, and so, in terms of like learning how to start your business, Mind Valley has excellent uh, talks and podcasts for that as well. So, fantastic, so yeah. fantastic. <laughs> so, coming back into the present. Um, you know, your your day must be jam-packed. Um, your day must be really busy in terms of all of the work that you have to do. Um, but how do you start your day? What does your daily routine look like? So, well, prior to the lockdown, I would say my life was more about doing, 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 you know, and less about being because of the time. You know, I felt, you know, I was traveling uh, once every two weeks. I was on a plane. Um, and when I was in Dubai, because I had such less time over here, I'd be working 12 hours a day. So I had, you know, and I would, of course, I would practice my meditation routine. I would work out on a daily basis because I actually am very passionate about, um, of, like, working out and exercising. But after the lockdown, I've been able to cultivate a beautiful routine um, by maintaining a fine balance between doing and being. 
So now I wake up in the morning, I start with a gratitude affirmation by Bob Baker. I think his work is excellent and it's available on YouTube. And I start with a few minutes of gratitude because gratitude actually, you know, is proven to rewire our brain and it helps me so much, you know, take stock of, you know, what I have in my life rather than what I need to be because we're so focused on what we need to do that we rarely enjoy what we really have. And, you know, and that's something I've been learning to do a lot more. Um, after that, uh, I personally train on a daily basis uh, with my trainer on Zoom. Um, and after that, I complete my practice through breath work, meditation, and a walk, and a daily walk in the sun. So that's my daily spiritual ritual in terms of what I do for myself and my personal growth. And after that, it's predominantly work um, and obviously spending time with friends on the weekend. But I do give in a lot of time to work. I probably work more than eight and a half to nine hours a day. And, uh, and now, you know, in recent times, I've been learning to, you know, kind of let go more, delegate more, focus on prioritizing on what's important. And I am, you know, like whoever knows me, like with work, I'm a complete micromanager, or rather I used to be a complete micromanager. I used to like to be in control of every aspect of my business. Um, be it presentations, be it marketing, be it accounting, be it um, um, like with operations. But, you know, what I really learned is that if one needs to grow, they need to look at things from a larger picture, you know. And so after the lockdown, it's really given me time to focus on really what's important, both personally and professionally. And that's changed a lot for me as well. So my work style is different, uh, where I'd spend a lot of time with admin work, you know, I found that I can let that go. And, you know, I focus on, you know, creating more relationships with my clients, more teaching, more focusing on the, you know, long-term growth and expansion of illuminations and really what I want to do with the vision for my business. So I'm more focused on that these days, which I'm really, really enjoying. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I do. Amazing. And what is um, one practice or tip that you could recommend to um, our listeners that they could implement now um, if they're also trying to find this balance between um, being able to work hard and get in the work that they need to do, but also have the space of um, being as well? Well, you know, I think very often we attach so much, you know, we attach so much of our worth, you know, I mean, like on things outside of us. So for a mom, it could be with her kids. For a working professional, it could be with their job. For me, it could be, you know, my brand and my business. For another person, it could be something else. So I think the first awareness is realizing that you can't attach so much to things outside of you. And if you tend to do that, what COVID has taught us is that what you attach so much to things outside of you, they can be taken away from you within seconds, right? So a person who held themselves so highly, you know, um, like regarding their job, no longer may have a job, right? Or people have had to be locked down away from people that they love or, you know, so, so many of these things have changed. And I think it's about really the awareness of reminding yourself who you are on a daily basis. And that's what meditation is about. Like, who are you? Like, who would you be without your family, without your relationship, without your job, without your money, without your power, without anything else outside of you? Who really are you if you're stripped away from all these things? And so that's the first most important question to ask yourself and to remind yourself on a daily basis because life is constantly changing and evolving. And I think that once we have this daily reminder and daily awareness, we will lead our lives in a very different way to than what we used to. We don't attach so much. We don't, we don't get so afraid of losing things. We don't try and control so much, but really flow 
with what's highest and best and what's right for us in that time. So it's very easy to say, but it's very difficult to practice when you don't remind yourself of who you are. So that's number one, as an awareness. Uh, number two, I would say grounding yourself, right? So a lot of grounding exercises that people can do is by closing their eyes and focusing on their breath and tuning into everything that they can hear or whatever they can smell around them or what the, like whatever they can f feel in their body or whatever they can touch. Because I think we're so focused on the past and the future that our mind is very rarely operating in the present moment. You know, and if we take that time to scatter, you know, to, to, to just really clear our mind and removing away the scatter by being in the here and the now, I think that will teach us to live in the moment more often. And, it, and I mean, you don't really have to spend a whole lot of time doing this. It can even be for a few minutes in the day. And of course, prayer and gratitude. Gratitude is the best prayer, of course, as they say, you know, be thankful because our mind is always focused on what we don't want. So if a person was rude to us or if we're stressed at work, we're constantly replaying that scene in our mind. So it's about really focusing on what you already have that's going so well for you because much always wants more, right? When I had one illuminations, I said, when I have two illuminations, I'll be, you know, so happy and successful. When I have two, I said, no, I want three and I'll be more successful. And there's a never end to your desires, your ambitions and things outside of you. It will never end. So it's just about really enjoying where you are right now and uh, focusing on what's priority because, and really just being aware of your thoughts on a daily basis, because we have 100,000 thoughts. Most of them are limiting and repetitive. So it's really about listening to that voice inside yourself. And of course, then you have mantras, breath work, chanting. You know, we all resonate with practices that, you know, that might call to us. And it's about taking whatever you do, whether it's reading a book or whether it's hearing a podcast, and just trying to apply and creating your own ritual that works for you on a daily basis, even for a few minutes, which is a reflection of really contemplating about who you are, why you're here, and what the purpose of your life is. And I think that awareness and reminder is really important on an everyday basis. That's pretty much a broader um, perspective that I can, you know, um, like yeah. give to people, which is something that I do on a daily basis, like just checking in with yourself. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So we had a couple of questions for you um, from some of our listeners when we put out a question on Instagram. And so the first one is, how do you balance the reality of managing a business while staying grounded spiritually? I think you just answered that really beautifully. <laughs> a daily spiritual ritual? Because without that, see, we're creatures of habit, right? And right, if yeah. we don't remind ourselves of who we are and why we're here, um, you know, it's about forgiveness, it's about love. And these are all great terms to hear and read. But you'll never be able to apply them if you don't have a daily spiritual ritual. Like, you know, people come to Illumination, they spend so much money on workshops and therapy sessions, and they expect that, you know, a therapist is going to change their life. Yes, they might have a breakthrough with a therapist, but if they actually want a lifestyle change, this is something that they're going to need to do themselves. And I'm very, and I'm always clear about that. You know, we are simply here to sow the seed of awareness, but you need to grow your own flower, you know? So. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, another person has asked, are cacao ceremonies healing? Do you know much about cacao ceremonies? Yeah, so cacao ceremonies come from South America, and basically the properties in a cacao are known to have effects on the mind, body, and energy, you know? So the ancient shamans would use this as a practice to gain more awareness and wisdom. 
Um, in recent times, we actually held a cacao ceremony in Dubai last November. We had a huge event with like 100, 200 people. And it was an amazing experience where through dance, through chanting, through movement, and through drinking the cacao, people were actually able to have a breakthrough in terms of, you know, letting go of their limitations and their fears and connecting to each other. So it was a very interesting experience. Um, and, uh, but I mean, that's the limited knowledge that I have about it. Um, so do we do this at Illuminations? Yeah, we do this once in a while. And we have exciting events where, again, which is a unique way to reach out to people to help them look within themselves, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, a question on hydrotherapy. Can it help change negative thought patterns? And how is this different to theta therapy? Right. So we operate on four, four levels of existence, as I explained earlier. Uh, our thoughts, our emotions, um, like our energy and our body, right? So we can heal at all levels. So the idea is to reprogram your thoughts um, by changing your beliefs and healing your experiences. So when we focus on things like acupuncture, uh, hydrotherapy, naturopathy, which deal directly with the body, we're using that route as an entry point to changing your thought processes, which change your beliefs, which, which heal your experiences, right? Yeah. Um, and things like hydrotherapy and all these other types of therapy are more of a cleansing and a detox. And, you know, with the placebo effect, we all understand that when you clean the body, you know, or when you work out, it automatically has a direct linkage with the way you feel in your mind because the mind and body is so interconnected, right? Doctors estimate that 90% of the illness that we experience comes from our stress or the way we think. So a psychological thought has an impact on the body, right? And then we, so, so of course, the mind-body connection and if you work on the body, you know, be it yoga, be it meditation, be it acupuncture, that directly influences your energy, your emotions, and your thought process. So, yeah. Okay, interesting. And um, how does your inner work translate to your business expansion? How does my inner work translate to my business expansion? Well, number one, you know, when I'm more in tune and more conscious within myself, it helps me to make choices, you know, from a space of love, you know, love for my clients, um, love for myself and my time. Um, and my own well-being because, you know, with entrepreneurs, they tend to, or like like I tend to as well, or I did rather, um, in my early years, you let go of your own health and well-being um, in order to achieve goals in your business. And I believe success cannot be so, you know, one directional. It's, you know, it's got to be a holistic success, which means we need to be successful in all areas of our life, in our health and well-being, in our relationships with our family and our loved ones. Um, in our in our relationships with our employees, right? So it's about really trying to create that fine balance. And I think when I'm more in conscious or in tune with myself, and I'm not operating from a space of survival, you know, and more about a space of you know really with the intention to thrive, both for myself and for um, uh, the people around me, I make uh, choices like which are more conscious. Um, and that leads me to an intention where I can help more people rather than just, you know, trying to create something just to grow my business for the sake of growth, you know? Yeah, yeah interesting. And when you first started out in your business, did you ever deal with imposter syndrome within yourself and how did you overcome this? 
Was there ever a time that you kind of felt like, who am I to be doing this? You know, I don't have the experience to be doing this. And how did you overcome that? So not really, because at the end of the day, I never proclaim to have all the answers or pretend to be spiritual. I know today it's become a trend and everyone says, oh, I'm so spiritual or, oh, I do meditation. And I'm just like, oh, well, you know, so, I mean, I've never pretended to be like that. I've just had a great interest in spirituality, like a person would have in dance or in art or in music. For me, spiritual knowledge was so interesting and so inspiring. And whenever I could, to the best of my knowledge, I've tried to practice this in my everyday life. My intention of Illuminations is to create a platform to sow the seed of awareness. I never tried to sell spirituality to people. I never pretended to be this leader. And even today in my classes, I tell my students, I'm on this journey with you, you know? I tell them a lot about my own stories, about how I was angry with my employees yesterday, and here's how I overcame this. So I've always, I've never, I've never uh, looked to other gurus to get, gain answers from them, and neither have I ever made myself a guru. So for me, I'm just a person, I'm a student of life and I'm learning all along the way and I make mistakes and you know I get angry I get annoyed with people a lot of the times but I'm able to pick myself out of it and I'm able to be more conscious and more aware and um, and I think that's the most important thing and that's the intention right so so no I've never actually had that imposter syndrome I think this is an interest this is actually kind of an interesting question I guess because it kind of comes back to our idea that we were talking about earlier in regards to special relationships, how Alan Cohen talks about special relationships, in that we can so often make ourselves special or then make other people special, and it's that divide. So I think it's coming back to that humility, that place of humility where we recognize our oneness and our humanness in everyone, and that kind of dissolves that imposter syndrome because you realize we all have something to share and we all have things to learn. So, um, yeah, I think that that's, that's an interesting question too. And so what is next for you? What projects are you working on? What's next for Illuminations? So what's next is just yesterday we created a five-year plan. <laughs> but as my dad would say, man proposes, God disposes. So, uh, you know, you can create all the plans in the world, but COVID has taught us um, that, you know, we shouldn't get too attached to our plans. And sometimes the plan changes. Uh, like about a month ago, you know, uh, you know, you know, when you're in the wellness field, you know, things happen very organically. You know, I've tried to plan for things or things to happen at a certain time and, you know, my consultant will give me a business plan and he will say, this is what you need to target. This is, And I've never really worked that way, right? Things have happened extremely organically. Um, I wanted to start in the US about two and a half years ago in Los Angeles, right? And, uh, and so when I went there, um, I, you know, I looked at spaces and everything like that. And I came back and uh, the partners who wanted to work with me at the time, they decided that they didn't want to do that. And so I just kind of left it. And a few months later, a lady walked in um, and said, you know, I represent a family office and, you know, they'd be interested, um, like to take illuminations to the U.S. I'm like, okay, that's really interesting, you know, and I did nothing for it, right? And then suddenly, uh, um, like a few months passed and I met, I met, you know, my potential partners and we went back and forth for like a year and a half. And, and then suddenly, like in the last couple of weeks, it finally worked out, but did I go out there and look for those people? No, I set an intention that this is what I wanted. And if it's for the highest and best, it should happen, you know, um, as long as my intention was clear. And kind of, you know, and, and just like that, we've had so many opportunities just in the, you know, just in the last week 
We're looking at taking over a plant-based cafe uh, here in Dubai, um, something I haven't done before. Um, we're looking at focusing on more um, all, um, like online experiences in, you know, in the online space as well. Uh, so it's just, it's just one of those things that we're looking at from a more you know, broader perspective. But again, like these are our plans that we're creating and let's see kind of what happens. But right now I'm really enjoying uh, the creating part of it for once, you know, <laughs> rather than focusing on, you know, what tomorrow has in store. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, but we are working on quite a few projects that, you know, will soon hopefully be announced. No, and I thought it was so cool when I saw that announcement on Instagram as well. I was just like, wow, that's so amazing that you know, in a time when people are shutting down, scaling back, that you're out there, you know, jumping into new projects, expanding. So, um, yeah, I think that's really incredible. You know, uh, yeah, so, you know, as they say, when everybody is greedy, you should be fearful. And when everybody is fearful, you should be greedy. So, (laughs) so at the end of the day, like, I don't believe in the scarcity mindset. I believe that there's opportunity, especially because I believe in what I do wholeheartedly. I believe that people need to learn more about themselves. People are looking at mental health as the next big pandemic that's, you know, coming up with anxiety and depression and things like that. And I've spent 14 years of my life uh, doing just this, you know, and 14 years ago, I had to convince people about spirituality, healing and meditation. I have to talk to everybody about it and actually try to market it to them and sell it to them. Today, I don't have to do that anymore. So let me bear the results, you know, so let me enjoy, you know, that whole aspect of now going out there and really, you know, just enjoying the work that I've spent so hard, you know, or so many years rather focusing on. So it's, you know, it's been a long journey for me. It hasn't been just, oh, yesterday I'm announcing spaces of the US and here and there. You know, I've been working on these projects for a very long time. And I've been working on this idea for a very long time. And I think that only now I'm seeing, um, you know, I mean, like the universe is being a little kinder to me because I'm one of those people who've always had to work really hard to get what I wanted. And for the first time, things are kind of flowing in, you know, in its way that it's supposed to. So I'm just enjoying that right now without trying to control it or trying to get too attached to it because, you know, yeah. that's when things yeah. come to. Yeah. Totally, totally. And there's that moment as well, like when you're speaking, I was like, oh, okay, there was that moment of surrender. It was like it didn't work out with those first partners. Instead of going, no, I'm opening in the US and I'm finding new partners and I'm doing that, you kind of just let it go and surrendered that. And then it yeah, it came earlier, through to you. That. Yeah, because earlier, became... um, I mean, because earlier in my career, I used to believe in manifestation and creation and you know, and people ask me, but why don't you do like a manifestation? I said, I don't believe in manifestation. You are manifesting at every given point in time. When you wake up in the morning, you're manifesting. You're conscious. It's about, are you consciously manifesting is the question, right? So, you know, most of the time we manifest things that maybe that we don't want because we're always thinking about what we don't want. We're always thinking about what could go wrong. We're always thinking about being anxious and fearful. So at the end of the day, it's about surrendering to what shows up by just ensuring that I've done my bit, you know, I've done whatever I could. Um, I, you know, I put my 200% out there and now I see what the universe has to show for it. So it's a kind of fine dance between you and the universe where you are being, I mean, like you're doing and then you have to be and then you have to do and then you have to be kind of thing. So I'm learning that art. And I think as, you know, we, 
as we progress in life, we need to also learn that there is a balance to the external and the internal. Because not everything is in our control, right? right? Yeah, absolutely, so. absolutely. And I think we can make some predictions as well. You heard it here first that, um, you know, there is this... Um, there is this general consensus that the next health crisis is mental health crisis, and I think that we can all definitely see that coming. I also think that the next, um, you know, we tend to focus on one system of the body, and we've had, you know, cardiovascular system has been a focus for many years. We've had now the gut health has had, and digestive system has had its moment, and I think now we're the next system that is going to be a focus in the wellness world is really going to be our nervous system as well and so yeah you can you heard it here first on the Hadassa podcast everybody that that's <laughs> that's going to be the new trends in wellness but um yeah so where can our listeners find you and find out more information about illuminations uh so they can log on to to illuminations.ae, which is our website. They can follow me on Sonia Kiran, which is my personal Instagram, which I don't post too often, or I should be posting, but I'm a little lazy on the social media front. Um, and uh, yeah, so we have a lot of workshops, complimentary webinars that happen on a regular basis. Uh, we have an online appointment platform and, uh, and an online store. So people can look at that um, for now. And we're in the future going to be rebranding very soon into a full online platform where we can you know reach out to people um with a more clear user experience um you know like hopefully before the end of the year so we're, so that's what we're currently working on now. excellent excellent so thank you so much um for joining me sonia before we finish thank you so there, much for having me you're most welcome you're most welcome and before we finish is there anything um that you have in your heart that you'd really like to share that i haven't asked you about <sighs> I think I'm good for now. It's just, yeah. We've covered a lot. We've covered a lot. It was great having you. I loved having this conversation, and um, I look forward to seeing you soon. You too. You too. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you got some things to take away from our amazing guests' insight. If you did enjoy this episode, please subscribe and also leave us a review. And for more information on the Hadassah Collective, you can visit our Instagram page at Hadassah Collective. I hope you'll join me again for our next episode at the same time next week. And until then, have a wonderful week.